welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. We've got to talk about the world of innovation and Marlo, I want your take on this because in my opinion, this has got to be, at least in my world as a wordsmith, one of the most disruptive technologies that has entered into the American workplace in a long time, and it's the rise of artificial intelligence. People might be thinking, wait a minute, are you talking about Terminator-type artificial intelligence? No, folks. I'm talking about customer service, artificial intelligence. Marlo, you're familiar with that, aren't you? It's amazing what's going on, and I think it's a good time to talk about this because people are, just like you and I, making plans for 2023. What technologies are we going to invest in? All of that stuff. And yeah, I just, the rise, not the rise of Terminator here, but the rise of artificial intelligence and how we're going to be using it in 2023 is astonishing that is it's just unbelievable what has gone on that the public has access to now over the last two months and with ces just around the corner i'll be there next week and now what's ces sorry what's ces So the Consumer Electronics Show. That's it. uh, Yeah, a show that's been going on in Vegas. It's the world's largest technology show. There'll be a few hundred thousand people that will be in attendance. I think they introduce 200,000 new products at this show every year. And I was doing the math on this a couple years ago, not to get sidetracked, but I know you and I are going to be all over the place today with this stuff. But there's 10,000 media that attend this event as well, which is one of the largest media events in the world as well. And 200,000 new products. If you do the math on that, that means that every person there that's in, in media would have to report on, what, 20 different new products just to cover all of them. And, of course, there are... I'll do 200 stories out of here in the next couple of weeks. It's a lot of new stuff, and it's just, it's boggling how much, you'd think everything has been invented. We haven't even got started yet. I'm telling you right now, we haven't even got started. Now, where, where is CES, and when is it again? So it's in Las Vegas. It'll run January 5th through the 8th, so it'll be next week. But actually, there's a lot of events that, that start in front of that, especially since it's a Thursday through Sunday this year. So starting on Monday already, I'll be in a lot of different type of smaller events that are going on. There'll be a lot of press-only type of things to introduce new products and get interviews and that type of thing. Expect a lot of stuff from me coming out in the next couple of weeks. So when we're talking about talk radio and the different types of programs, programming and our target audience and demographics and all that's actually one type of artificial intelligence and we can certainly get into the geo the geo artificial intelligence if you were the geo tracking the on the sky and you know that that way you know exactly where to get the best cup of coffee right that's the whole idea the other side of it that i want your take on before we take our first commercial break here coming up is In my world, the wordsmithing world, because the article that I was reading the other day from MIT, one of those snooty intellectual pieces that I like to read, it talked about the world of artificial intelligence in the rise of wordsmithing, basically, and the replacement of technical writers, the replacement of customer service writers that would do chatting and that sort of thing. But then it got into actually the mental health part of things, which is, A lot of these artificial intelligent robots that are chatting with people in a customer service role, they don't know how insensitive they're they're being because they're just giving facts. Then I started reading more about how now 
some of the artificial robots that are doing the chatting are now suppressing some of the climate change information and all this other stuff. So now I'm going down a rabbit hole. Okay, Marlo, let's start from the beginning here. Where should people look for artificial intelligence first? For me, it's the wordsmithing part because that's my career. Where are you looking at it at? <laughs> do a lot of that type. Not quite as proficient as you are when it comes to writing, although I will be changing that because of this. I'll actually put out more content this year than I ever have. And it's because I will have the ability with these tools now to do that. So I can, for example, and I'm just throwing this out to you, I can type in a parameter, write a story about Jason Spees and Marlo Anderson doing a show on a Tech Tuesday, 1,000 words. I just wanted to tease a little bit about Google Glass because I don't think people understand what's going on with that technology. I don't. I haven't checked in for three years. I do not know where we're at with Google Glass. I know the rollout was a bomb. It failed for whatever reason. But the technology has kept going. Are we there with it in contacts yet? Do we have it? Where's the Google Glass technology where you can walk into a room and... All of a sudden, just like in all the movies, oh, here's Karen, here's her birth date, here's her husband's name, here's the dog's name, all that stuff. That's real, isn't it? So it's real. What happens is when you wear Google Glass and you, you know, like say you walk into a room, uh, you know, what it does is it hooks into your social media and it'll pull this stuff forward. So if you were walking, let's say you're walking down a sidewalk and you looked into a restaurant, the menu might appear, but yeah. Folks, get ready for next year because the world that you see in the palm of your hands, on your phone, and on your screen, it might not be the real thing. So we're going to talk about how to actually accept this new reality, how to tell the difference. The article that I was reading about in my world, the wordsmith world, about the rise of artificial intelligence, the article was about how to detect it and how to navigate through some of the mental health issues that it's creating. I didn't. How can you sue me? Now, and then we got images. Okay, think of all the pictures that you've put up of your kids and your kid's sonogram and yourself and how many back background pictures you might be in that someone else took a picture of. And then you got public records. So when all these, the First Avenue meets First Street, the nexus of the universes meet, how can somebody navigate through that on the social implications? Because I see how awesome this is for the world of business. This is going to revolutionize businesses next year. It's going to save them a small right. fortune. But the, yep. le the legal industry is the one I see taking off more than anything next year. What's funny about this, too, you bring up the legal part of it. I actually think artificial intelligence will be a huge part of the legal space as well. I'm going to paint a picture for you here or a video. Okay. And I'm just going to take our current president and, but this could be anybody, this could be you and I, Jason, it could be former president Trump. It can be anybody, Elon Musk. Anybody is particularly open to this because of artificial intelligence and the way that you can manipulate images and video now you could take and somebody could post something of a video of Joe Biden saying something totally different than what he meant to say. So if somebody wanted to take the stock market down, for example, you could release a video of the president stating something that would have significant ramifications and then post it on social media as some type of news source or whatever. And 
granted, it will probably be taken down, but there's always this thing about something getting posted, and then by the time it's discovered, it's 10 minutes, it's an hour, it's two hours. It's like computer viruses, right? There's always, there's a new virus that comes out, but the virus protection software that you have has to know about the virus before it can protect you from it. Somebody has to report it. Somebody has to do something to it, right? There's a window of opportunity. What you're talking about is that window of opportunity can be seen by millions, tens of millions of people before it's taken down. And the next thing you know, you and I are talking about it on a talk radio show or whatever. Can you believe what the president said? And then it just gets amplified, right? So there's always this window of opportunity and it's all made possible because of this technology that we have now using artificial intelligence that you can manipulate what people say. And it can be on anything. It could be if somebody wants to blast your next door neighbor. It can be anything. And it actually created this image that I put up and it looked like there was this path that was groomed and there was a bunch of cows that were pulling these snow blades. And it was hilarious. And people didn't realize that it was an AI-generated image. They just thought that this was for real. And that's the part, folks, I want you to understand is the, a lot of people out there, they don't understand a lot of this is fake. This is the chat GPT I was just talking about with OpenAI. It could be used to plot out and design new games with it, including crossword puzzles, dealing with loneliness and anxiety. So this is something that you were just talking about, Jason. So if you put in... If you input this, I'm really sad and lonely right now, ChatGPT actually spit this out. I'm sorry to hear that you're feeling sad and lonely. Lonely. It's natural to feel down sometimes, but it's important to remember that you're not alone. There are many people who care about you and want to help you, and so on and so forth. It can help you deal with these mental issues. It can also exasperate them as well you have there's a fine line there, I think. I think what the important part is that there's enough good that we're seeing with the artificial intelligence to move ahead on it. I think the important part for people to understand is there's going to be some, some correction that needs to be done. And yes. there, the correction might be a little bit testy at times because you are going to deal with emotions. The, the counseling one is a great example to where the sheer resources that are needed to put a human behind a 24-hour help desk are not always available. But to answer 15 pre-qualifying questions that is going to save somebody's life, that can be done, and it can be done right now. And if, yeah. they, can, if they can save five lives and only offend one person who doesn't take their life, but they just get offensive, that, that's in that more good than bad column. So how can we now make this AI a little bit less sterile? That's where we're open to discussion, and that's where the vanilla gets the sprinkles, if you will. Folks, that's the part to keep in mind, though. When we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, the reason we're talking about it is because it ain't going anywhere. Right. It's here. So this is a platform, this is a place where you can have a public discussion, where we have a town hall talk of the town, if you will. And Marlo, let's talk about what parents can do, because there's a lot of really cool things. What should parents do? Should, should they monitor their AI around their house? Should they start saying, hey, I just want to have AI do a recipe? Because that's another thing. You can just... Put, take a, I think you can probably even take a snapshot of your refrigerator contents now and they'll kick out a recipe. That's correct. 
Oh, is it really? I was joking, oh, yeah. actually. No, <laughs> I no, think, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. I just figured actually, the technology would be there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it can actually, I've seen that before. AI is pretty new. I'm not really sure the implications that it will have yet for young people. But I will say this. I think about my grandson, Tyler, when he was five years old. And I watched this go on, and he's a couple years older than that now. But as a young child, sometimes, especially when you're surrounded with a bunch of adults, sometimes you might get a little lonely, or maybe you don't feel like you're getting the attention that you want, right? So it was a house full of people, all adults. He was there, and he was trying to get somebody to play a game with him or whatever, and nobody would do this. So the next thing you know, and I, I happened to be downstairs working on my computer doing something at the time. He comes wandering down, and I have an Alexa sitting there. And he went right up to Alexa and goes, Alexa, count to 10 for me in Spanish. And Alexa just spouts off, count to 10 in Spanish. And he's five, and he wants to learn how to count to 10 in Spanish. So he's now interacting with Alexa to do this. And then Alexa, play this song for me. And Alexa would play the song for him. Then he had a game that he would play with Alexa. And I'm just, I am just stunned that he had this ability to actually interact with an artificial intelligence. And he just took it for granted. So I think that there's really good things that are possible because we have these devices in our houses. I tried to write someone a check the other day, and they asked me what I was drawing. So <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain, Marla. I know what you're talking about. Thank you for listening to The Tech Ranch with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production. 